The Sportsman's Nation is a 2% for conservation certified business. This means that we donate 1% of our time and 1% of our revenue to conservation. If you want to find out how you or your business can get certified or learn more about the organization, visit fishandwildlife.org. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And the next two weeks of episodes are flipped. So we had originally intended to release an episode this week on the second rut. Some things happened in sort of Ohio hunting deer news that we thought were were more important or or more timely and wanted to get this episode that you're going to hear in a few minutes out to you first. So Keep that in mind when you hear next week's episode that it was intended to release this week. In this episode, we just recorded. It's uh, with Brian Banbury of the ODNR Division of Wildlife about the CWD, the CWD detection in the wild deer population in Ohio. So, not a fun topic, but we talked to him about you know, what's going to be the plan going forward, what hunters in the in the area where, where the positive uh, detection, what hunters in that area need to know, how they can have their deer tested for free, how people that aren't in that area can have their deer tested, and just basically everything revolving around that. This is obviously an evolving situation, so more information is going to continue to come out and we will continue to try to keep you all posted and up to date with the most recent and relevant information. So before we get into that conversation though, I want to talk about our sponsor Monster Whitetail Grub. Monster Whitetail Grub is a deer feed company and their stuff just works. We've had good luck with their their signature monster whitetail grub feed. It's a it's a high protein feed. It's it's more of a coarse feed, and the you know anytime we put it out, the deer flock to it, and it works well for us. They've also got uh, flavored corn, and then you can also just get straight mineral. So anything you need or want, they've got it. So if you're interested in that, go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors, and you can find information there on how to get in touch with them or which retail locations they're in and try out some of their stuff. Now with that, we're going to get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today on Ohio Huntsman, we are joined again, returning guest, Brian Banbury from the ODNR Division of Wildlife, and... Honestly, Brian, we're going to have to have you back on for a fun topic because we, we originally called you 
to talk about CWD because uh, there's Correct. there's news on that, and we we're we're certainly going to do that. But you know, as we were we were chatting, this is actually today news. There was a uh, a wildlife officer that was shot today, and so we thought you know it was timely. Um, maybe chat about what we know there, what happened, and uh, yeah, I guess just give the li- the listeners some some information there. Yeah, yeah, it actually uh, happened last night. It was down in uh, Claremont County. Um, they're out uh, out working, obviously, you know, two-day gun season. So, you know, all the officers in the state were out. And, uh, yeah, they're in the, the middle of uh, enforcement exercises. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Kevin Bear, 25-year uh, veteran. Um, I've known the man for over 30 years. Went to college with him and his wife both. Uh Super good, good people. You know, there's there's only about 400 and some employees with the Ohio Division of Wildlife, so we're all family. We all know each other. Um, and like I said, I've known, known him since we were in college before we even started this. And he's just a super guy, super officer. Um, it happened, like I said, the end of the day there. Um, he, he was sent to uh, uh, University of Cincinnati, which is probably one of the best places you could ever expect to go if you had any kind of gunshot wound. Uh, they their trauma center's fantastic. Um, the Claremont County uh, Sheriff's Department and their investigation team is is handling the investigation. We we certainly have the uh, utmost confidence they'll do a thorough investigation and and you know get some justice in the case here. So the the news articles that I wrote read uh, said that he's he's currently stable. It, it, you know, he sounds like he's going to recover from this. Well, he, he's got a long road ahead of him. Um, he, he, he had, uh, I believe, I think he's, he's actually um, probably got a couple procedures potentially still to go. I mean, I, I don't know a ton about that end of things, but it, the last I heard he was, he was stable. So that, that's certainly, certainly an awesome thing. Um, we're certainly wishing him a full speedy recovery the best he can. And, you know, we'll support him during that time, him and his yeah. you know, wife and kids both. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I would assume anything like that, you, you, it's going to take, uh, take quite a road to get back on your feet. Yeah, for sure. Well, our, uh, our thoughts and prayers will be, be with him and his family. I think, do you know, did, was, did he used to work in Washington County? Um, he's, he's, I don't think he was actually in, no, no, you, so you were, no, you're I, you're actually confusing him with Eric Bear. Oh, okay. No relation. But okay. Eric, Eric, Eric is okay. another one of our officers. Uh, he now works up in the northeast uh, part of the state. Was able to take a transfer back home. So no relation. But no, that's Eric Bear. That's gotcha. That. Okay. Yeah, because I when I when I saw the name, I said I I think he used to work in Martin because we have a, a a hunting cabin in in Washington County and yeah, I thought you know the name but yeah no no, no confused. That's, that's definitely definitely uh makes sense on the confusion there but no a completely different person okay all right well like i said hopefully he makes a a full recovery and can get back out there and hopefully they you know the investigation follows through and and figure out what happened yeah 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will. It's just like anything else. You got to have some patience with it, let sure. it take, let it play out, let, let the investigators do their job. So, yeah. um, I definitely, definitely have faith in them down there. Yeah. All right. Well, now on to the, the, the main topic we, we contacted you about, uh, CWD in Ohio. So, Unfortunately, news came out that uh, CWD was detected in the wild deer population in the state. There's There's been some cases in captive herds prior to this, right? But this, this would be the first uh, wild deer tested positive for it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We have had some a uh, uh, pr- couple previous uh, previous positives. Um, in, in some captive herds, uh, and yes, this is this is definitely the first uh, wild positive that certainly that we have tested, and uh, it was in Wyandotte County, um, about a mile and a half or so uh, north of the Kildare Plains Wildlife Area. Um, okay. So that that's going to set up uh, set up an area in, in that could uh, encompasses Wyandotte, a little bit of Hardin, I think one township, Goshen Township, and Hardin. And um, I think three, three or four in Marion County. Okay. Of course, as well as, you know, parts of southern uh, Wyandotte County. So I guess first question, how, how was this detected? So we've been, we've been doing uh, routine sampling for years. Um, actually, since, since the uh, positives were first detected in the captive herd. So, um taxidermist processors we've had them pulling uh, samples for us roadkill deer uh, we've done several spot checks at check stations um, that we've set up in in certain areas uh, through this time period and uh, this this actually was a detection just out of that routine sampling okay all right so i guess this you know the the email that we saw um says you know this sort of triggers the CWD response plan. Um, can you kind of talk about what exactly is the plan at this point going forward? Sure. Um, now I understand there is some fluidity to the plan, right? Um, we did get a positive test, so that's going to trigger, um, some extreme extensive testing. Uh, we, Set up check state or set up. I'm sorry. Um, set up testing stations at, at Kildare uh, Refuge. Um, immediately following, we had a hunt in already scheduled in that refuge. Um, so we collected samples uh, during that hunt of the deer that were killed. Um, we collected additional samples uh, moving forward here with the past two gun season. Um, we have uh, certainly the rest of bow season. We have muzzleloader season. And we have additional controlled hunts in which we'll be pulling samples um, aggressively, you know, in those areas during this time. Uh, you know, the, the thing is with this with this disease, it's 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 a unique situation. Um, as much as we didn't want to hear the news that we have CWD in the wild, you know, we pretty much had to know it was coming at some point. Right. Because yeah. many of the states around us certainly have it. And, and what what you got to understand is this this disease was first detected in 1960 in the wild or, or, in, uh, you know, it was, it was identified in 1960. 
and that actually was was in an enclosure uh, in Colorado. But Colorado has had CWD in the wild for a number of years. Um, certainly, they still have elk, they still have deer, mule deer, moose. Um, so all those are affected by CWD. But you know, certainly Mother Nature finds a way as well. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So uh, the increased sampling uh, for the remainder of the season, let's say you get no more positives. Uh, I, I'm assu- that's best case scenario. What, what happens? Well, you are, you are assuming some speculation on my part that I would have to do, which I'm happy to go down that road a little bit. <laughs> Certainly, okay. that's, you know, that's a, there's, a, there's a lot of smart minds that, Although I may be included in the conversation, I don't know that I would consider myself the smartest mind of the group. <laughs> sure. um, you know, biologists and 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 doctors and veterinarians and and you know senior leadership staff all discussing these options. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to. You know, I don't know what ex- the exact plan would be if we found one versus if we found a multitude. I'm I'm sure that different one of those symptoms would would bring on different you know, cures, so to speak. Um, although I, I, I would, I would be a little bit hesitant to say exactly what that would be at this time. There is no known cure, cure for it. Um, interestingly, you know, Wyandotte County does not have, uh, an extremely high deer density when compared to some other parts of, uh, certainly of the state. Um, we do know that they can, they can, you know, obviously spread it to each other. Um, but certainly being a lower deer density uh, population there compared to some other parts, that, that's another interesting dynamic. I mean, yeah. I say that we fully expected CWD to show up in the wild, but I, I don't know that anyone's best guess would have picked Wyandotte County on the map. Sure. So is there, are there any, is there any, you know, to maybe speculate some more, is there any speculation on, on how it got there? Cause Wyandotte County is not a, not a border county you know i in my head i had this envisioned as it's going to come across the line from michigan or or something like this and you know while wyandotte is kind of that corner of the state you know i think it's it's really not i mean it's it's straight across 30 from you guys okay if you jumped on 30 and drove straight through mansfield it would it would take you to wyandotte county Okay. So we think of it as, you know, because it's in district two, we think of it as this Northwest Ohio, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty central. I mean, it's the, it's just North of Marion County, big Island wildlife area. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's central, it's North central, but it's more North central than Northwest, I would say. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, we had very intensive testing going on, uh, up on that Michigan line feeling that that was probably, you know, where we would see it first. Um, and I, I just think common sense would have, would have said that's, you know, that's the likelihood, but this, this is not a virus. It's not a bacteria. It is a prion, which it's its own unique, uh, little critter, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very, very well, uh, in the same family as, uh, mad cow disease, or Coachfield Jakobin's disease, um, which are both also prions. Um, science does not know a great deal about the prions. They know that they can be spread in in many different ways. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, you can speculate a hundred different ways of how the prions got to Wyandotte County, but at the end of the day, it's probably all going to be unprovable speculation, but, sure. you know, we're, we're certainly going to do what we, we can to try and figure the puzzle out. Are there captive deer populations in, in that area? Well, you know, there are captive deer populations throughout the state of Ohio. Okay. So, you know, I, I understand why some people may go down that road. Um, but I, I can tell you at this point, we don't have any evidence that, that would show us that at this point. Sure. Okay. All right. So can you, and I don't, maybe you're, maybe you're not at liberty to say at the moment, but, but can you speak a little bit to what the plan is if you start to find more positives there? I mean, I, th- I think the concern with people is Ohio turns into Wisconsin where you've got like, you know, 50% infection rates in, in the, you know, in some areas in the state. And I actually listened to a podcast today where, you know, like anecdotally on, on, you know, certain individuals farms, they're having deer tested and it, you know, it's high as 75%, you know? So what's the plan to not have that? I don't, I don't know that you can have a plan to not have that. Okay. If, if, there, if there was a plan to not have that, Wisconsin would not have that. Um, that's the problem with something that there is no cure for. And um, the, the, problem, um, the problem where there's uh, no cure for it and where deer do spread it from deer to deer. Now, the other thing is, too, you're, you're probably finding those higher infection rates in these higher deer density counties. Um, that's the good thing about, uh, you know, wine dots, lower deer density is that that's going to help us out a little bit. Sure. And there, there's different, there's different options we could do with potentially increased bag limits or, you know, there's, there's, there are, there are tools in the toolbox that it's just going to be a little bit premature for us to even talk about that until we let the science do its work. Okay. So what kind of, uh, what kind of timeline are we, you know, it, to let the science do its work, what kind of timeline are we looking at there? Is this a collect data for the remainder of this season and then figure out what to do from there or? Well, you know, one, once again, you, you know, you can't have the answer until you have, until you have, have the data. So if we, you know, in theory, if we were to collect collect all this uh, sampling and things through this year. Obviously, we're going to head into next year full season with with this super increased effort to get these samples. Um, that, that's, that's probably the, the biggest thing we can do at this point. Um, try to figure out if it's how widespread it is. Is it contained to a general area? Was this just a freak of nature? I mean, there, there's a lot of questions that you cannot answer without the data. So yeah. to come up with, you know, these hard aligned plans, you know, once again, if you would ask me about CWD last year, we wouldn't even be talking about Wyandotte County. Right. So Wyandotte County only comes into the picture because of the data pointed us in that direction. So I, I know everybody wants to know, you know, okay, what are we going to do? What's next? And, and we all do, but, Quite honestly, you can spend an awful lot of time, an awful lot of money, and an awful lot of just running around with your hair on fire 
you know, without letting the data work first and, and point you in the right direction. Yeah. So there, uh, we shouldn't expect to see any kind of changes in bag limits this year, this season. This season's going to continue to play out as scheduled. Well, I, I would be hesitant to even to even say that. I mean, okay. I, there is a there is certainly a potential um, on our controlled hunts, um, like up on on the refuge and things like that. If it was deemed through through what we were seeing or some of these results that we we needed to reduce the herd there or something like that, you know, the the chief of the division of wildlife does have the ability to tweak those things, and I'm I'm certainly not going to speak on her behalf. Um, I I don't know that you know I, I've really heard that talked about per se. I don't want to put you know any falsities out there as well, but I certainly wouldn't give a hard no on any of that just because. Based once again on the data, she would have the ability to to, to adjust some things if, if we, you know, the science told us that was a thing to do. Sure. Okay. We need to take a quick break here and talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. Mastin's produces a lot of interesting scent products. They've got just their straight liquid scents. They've got scented gel crystals. They've got their double scent stacker, which is is really cool. You can run two scents. And with one of their deer-scented candles. And that scented candle heats a tray of liquid scent. And basically allows you to layer the scents as well as heat the scents to make them more realistic. So lots of cool stuff. If you want to check their stuff out, go to mastinsdeersense.com. Or if you prefer, you can go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors and find all of our sponsor information there. And with that, let's get back into the conversation. I guess we should uh, mention, because this information is going to continue to change and evolve. We're recording this on December 21st. So, you know, if, if you, the listener, is hearing something in here and it seems different than something you've seen uh, released from the ODNR, good chances are there's been new developments or new data since we recorded this. So just not to uh, add to any confusion for people out there. Um, so I guess along the lines of testing, you, you know, you're obviously increasing testing in that area, in those, in those townships, those three counties, <clears throat> Is there is there going to be an, a, an effort or attempt to increase testing in other parts of the state or continue with status quo because there's no reason, you know, there's no data to say that we need to spend more more right. resources there? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that to me would be the reasonable plan. I mean, I, I think the routine surveillance testing that we're doing obviously is working because it detected this. Um, so I think you know, in my mind, our best efforts would be to put put those efforts in this in this hot spot, so to speak, or this this area. Right. Um, and and like you know, like we talked about, is this some sort of just oddball fluke of nature, uh, you know, solo type situation, or or is there a bigger problem? And that's definitely what the science needs to show. Um, throughout the rest of the range, I think we would probably kind of keep on that status quo and, and, and continue what we're doing, realizing that if it is there through, through what we're doing now, at least that shows that we will find it. 
Okay. So hunters in uh, hunters in those three counties, you know, the the townships that are included in this. And you guys have at this point you released a map yes. that sort of gives the area of concern, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's it basically basically there's a there's a you know when we find when we find a you know when we find a a positive like this for instance it automatically triggers like a six mile radius around that where that individual is found and then a ten mile radius kind of a secondary buffer zone around that um, that puts those townships in this increased effort of surveillance and 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 you know sampling. Okay. So hunters that that harvest a deer in that area, what do they need to be doing now? Right. So um, samples can be taken to uh, the Kildare Plains Wildlife Area headquarters. Um, you can call 1-800-WILDLIFE uh, to line up a test. Um, a lot of the, the, the processors, of course, and, and, and um, taxidermists in the area have been notified. Um, and, and also we'll, we obviously, you know, know who, who checks deer, uh, by their County. So it, you potentially could get a phone call, even if you're not inside of that zone, just to ask where you killed your deer and, and maybe try and retrieve a sample from you that way. But, uh, road kills, obviously we've worked with ODOT up in, up in that area and, and we're going to increase uh, collection of, of road kill deer, um, because those are obviously samples we can get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any any sample in those in those areas uh, we would like to get. Okay, and uh, I think I read you, you're not requiring people to submit samples, but but strongly encouraging so you guys can get as many data points as possible. Is that correct? Yeah, and and you know we we can do things like mandatory um, you know check station mandatory testing in these CWD zones, but it's really really hard to do that uh, midstream. You know, we're in the middle sure, of, the, yeah. and honestly, being in the middle of the season is actually going to work to our advantage because we do have the ability to grab these samples through, through some hunter harvest right now. I mean, mm-hmm. this, if this would have happened to, to roadkill deer in, in June or May or, you know, outside the season, it, it, it would definitely be a little more difficult to, to pull these samples. So we're, you know, we're, we're thankful to our, to our hunters working with us to try and try and keep a handle on this. Is there any yeah, cost to hunters on that? No, not not for the deer with inside the zone. Now, if someone elsewhere in the state of Ohio that's not in that zone um, does want to get a deer tested, they can get a hold of the um, Department of Ag Diagnostic uh, Laboratory, um, and that they can, for a, for a fee, um, have their deer tested. But um, if it's not inside that zone, anything inside that 10-mile radius we, we will gladly come pull and, and test it. Okay. Yeah. And do you know the, the deer that tested positive, um, was it, uh, was it tested because it was acting because it no. was ill? No, okay. this was, was a hunter harvested deer. Um, and it was, um, it was taken to a taxidermist, uh, taxidermists are, are, there are several taxidermists that are enrolled as, um, CWD certified taxidermists, 
and they actually pull samples on our behalf while they're doing the taxidermy work. And we, you know, they, they collect them, store them, and then we, we come get the samples and test them. So no, this was part of routine surveillance of, of a, a hunter harvested animal. Okay. And I guess just for maybe for listeners that, that aren't aware or, or maybe my education that, that sample they're collecting, collecting uh, a lymph node from somewhere in the neck. Is that right? That, yes, that's correct. Yep. Okay. So hence the reason why taxidermists would be involved, right? Because I know a, a lot of guys don't want a, a hole cut in the, well, in the right, neck of their right. mount. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you're going to, if you're going to get your, if you're going to get your, your animal mounted, if it's, if it's a wall worthy animal there, or, uh, regardless if it's a buck or a doe, yeah, we'll work with your taxidermist to get that sample if, if it's if it's harvested in that zone. So sure. yeah, there's there's no no need. Now if you're not, obviously we'll we can collect that a different way, but certainly if you are, we'll we're cognizant of that fact and we can get that without causing damage to the cape. Okay. So for the people in the so you said people that aren't in the area that if if they want to have testing done, they they can, uh, but that's gonna be at their own expense people inside that that cost is covered there's no expense to the hunter if are are those hunters being uh, are they going to be notified of the results of their test yeah there is yeah there's there is a way that there's a way that they can get that note notification um, for those hunters that are that are in the in the uh, zone yes okay and 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 uh, we don't you know we 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 would uh, you know they take we just ask them to take precautions right I mean that you always would you know we tell them to wear rubber gloves and field dressing wash your hands and instruments when you're butchering um, definitely bone out to meat um, and minimize handling of brain and spinal tissue um, this should go without saying but hey to each his own do not consume um, the brain spinal cord eye spleen tonsils or lymph nodes um, and certainly uh, we had you know. We recommend to hold on to that meat and don't consume it until, um, you know, until you, you find out. And if it does certainly test positive, we would not recommend uh, eating it. Although, you know, there's no strong evidence that, that uh, you know, that, that points that to, to being transferred to humans. But right. and that's just the recommendation. Now, if, if you are outside that zone, you want to get a hold of the Ohio Department of Agriculture's Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory. Um, their phone number is 614-728-6220 from, you can call them for more information if, if you are outside that zone, if you're, okay. if you're inside those counties, certainly, or inside those, those townships in those counties we mentioned, you know, certainly give us a call. Now uh, that sort of spawns into another question. If a hunter in that zone harvests a deer, submits a, a sample for testing, test comes back positive the recommendation is not to consume that deer are though is there something i guess do they forfeit that tag does the hunter yeah. forfeit that tag yeah because they would have had to have obviously um, um invalidated that tag at harvest okay so, so there's been invalidated the you know the day they pulled the trigger on that deer they won't get the test results for a couple weeks, you know, later probably. So, yeah, there's no way to uninvalidate a tag. 
Okay. And there's no reimbursement or anything for that because that they can't now consume that that meat. No, which would be no different than if you bought a tag and went hunting and never got one at all. The, you know, the license and tags are for the you know for the uh, the privilege of, of of hunting and the pursuit, and it's not a guarantee that that you'll get anything and it's at all because I've eaten tag soup more than once in my life, nor. <laughs> Any kind of guarantee of the the quality being wild game certainly we we can't can't sure. guarantee that quality and there's other there's other reasons right I've, I've i've shot a deer before that was so badly infected that i chose not to consume it um but i knew at the time you know that's it's kind of a kind of a crap shoot out there and you you know sometimes you win and sometimes you lose sure okay uh jeff any other questions from you uh, I guess my next question is now that there has been a positive test, where does CWD kind of rank on the priority of deer management in the state? Is this now top priority or are we not quite as concerned as top priority or, you know, kind of where does it rank? Well, it's kind of a double answer here. I'll give you. It is okay. not. It is not currently top priority because of the positive. It's actually been top priority long before that. Um, you know that it, it is it is a, a perceived as a potential threat, obviously, to the deer herd. Um, now, you know, so we we've been working with CWD for a long time. I mean, 2012 is is when it was first detected in the in the Ohio um, in the captive population. So. We, as far as deer management goes, that's been the number one thing we've probably looked at um, since that inception. So the positive, I don't think necessarily changes that to answer your specific question, because I think it's been the, the priority for a number of years, even leading up to this. Um, so it, it will continue to be a priority, obviously. But, you know, the, we, we can the nice thing about, you know, kind of being late to the party is is there's several states that are sitting at this table now and, and we certainly can learn some things from them um in this in what they've done to to kind of help us i mean like i said this is, is unfortunate it is and as bad news as, as we all know it to be it, it's certainly not really that much of a surprise we 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 knew this was coming at some point with what we were seeing in the surrounding states it just just kind of was a matter of time sure Brian, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't covered yet? The only thing that I've got on my plate that, you know, obviously I've had my hands full with, with uh, CWD and then, of course, Officer Bear, uh, investigator, um, that, that I certainly just want to reiterate, again, our thoughts and prayers, you know, out to him and his family. He's a fighter, um, known Kevin a long time, and, and we're really pulling for him and, and his whole Division of Wildlife family standing there with him. Um, you know, the only thing outside of those two issues is, uh, if, if your listeners have not checked out and gotten the new mobile app, uh, Huntfish OH, um, you can get it from, for Android and, uh, Apple products. What a wonderful tool that thing is. Um, it is your hunting, your hunt regulations, fishing regulations, officer contacts, uh, shooting times. I mean, everything is on there at a fingertip. You can check a deer and turkey now by pushing a button. Um, all your license and tags are stored on there. 
if you kill a deer, my wife shot a deer. She didn't even have the, she obviously had her license and tags, but did not have the app downloaded. We walked up to the top of the hill, found her deer. She actually pulled her phone out, downloaded the app, and was able to, with a push of a button, check in her deer literally in seconds. I mean, if you if you hunt, fish, or trap, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 40s, so I'm not anywhere near as techie as some of the kids these days, but, uh, boy, I, I can figure it out. So most of your listeners ought to have no problem with it. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've all been using the new app and have really enjoyed it. It, it has worked well for us. I, I just, how quick and easy it is. Like, I can't stress how great that is, you know, cause before, yes. you know, we, we said we got a, a hunting camp in Washington County, a lot of areas with not great cell service. You're driving yep. up to the top of the hill, trying to hear the, you know, the, yep the garbled <laughs> over the yeah. phone thing. It was just like, if you don't have service, you can, you can still check that deer in the system will store it and it will immediately send it as soon as you get back into coverage. So, yeah. so it, it's still a legal check. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's been, it's been, um, very welcomed among, <laughs> among our group. So we've been, right. en- we've enjoyed it. All righty. All right. Jeff, anything else before we let Brian go? I don't think so. I think he covered everything fairly well. All right. Brian, I do appreciate you taking time out of your your evening to to jump on and talk with us. And like I said, we'll have to have you back on sometime to talk about something with a with a little lighter note. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we could do <laughs> All right. So that's gonna be it for this week. Wanna thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Brian for coming on and taking time to talk to us. And like I said in the intro, we are going to do everything we can to stay on top of this topic and keep you all up to date. So, you know, obviously podcasts are a good way, but if you want the most real-time stuff, make sure you're following us on on social. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. And... That's a good way to keep up to date with us and and the most relevant stuff. So with that, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week.